All right, if you want to turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 15, we'll be reading in verses 21 through 24. And Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 through 24. In verse 21 it says, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Verse 23. But he, that's Jesus Christ, answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. And verse 24, But he, Jesus Christ, answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So today's message is, I want to talk to you about is the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Why did Jesus just say that? We had a woman that was of Canaan, so she was a Gentile woman, crying, Lord, save my daughter that's grievously vexed with the devil. He ignored her, didn't say a word. The disciples said, Lord, send her away. She's crying after us. And then Jesus told his disciples, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I believe that the Bible means exactly what it says, where it says it, and to whom it says it to. And so I want to kind of break down exactly what that means. So your Holy Bible is one book, and it contains 66 books inside of it. So when you consider the context of who, when, and whom is regarding as far as what's being written and who the words are being spoken to. When you look at the Old Testament from Genesis to Malachi, these are all things before the cross, you essentially have the Moses and the prophets. Who, when, and whom. So who's speaking? It's the Lord speaking through Moses and the prophets in your Old Testament, and they're speaking to the children of Israel. And so the children of Israel, if you read in Genesis where there's Abraham, God made a set of promises to him and introduced the covenant of circumcision, and every man-child had to be circumcised on the eighth day. And God said to Abraham, I'm going to make of you a great nation. And it wasn't until Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. Okay? And from Jacob came the 12 tribes of Israel. And so when you read the Old Testament, God is speaking through Moses and the prophets to who? To the children of Israel, a nation. God called out a people in the world and said, These are my chosen people. So when you consider the New Testament, there are 27 books in your New Testament. When you get to the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when you consider the context of who, when, and whom it's regarding when it's coming to what's the words that are being written and who it's being spoken to, it's Jesus Christ now speaking words. And this is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These are all the events of Christ's earthly ministry speaking to who? to the children of Israel. Mainly, uh, when you now, after the book of Acts, after, after the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you have the book of Acts, and these are all of the things happening after the cross. And for the first 
13 chapters, it's mainly Peter speaking, and when you consider who, when, and whom, it's Peter speaking to the children of Israel, and it's not until you get to Acts really 13, we'll say 14 through the rest of the book, 28 chapters in the book of Acts, now you've got Paul. Now something different happens with Paul. Paul was the only man in the Bible where it says he was the apostle of who? The Gentiles. God's chosen vessel. And he spoke to the children of Israel, and then he'd go to the Gentiles, and then after you get to the end of the book of Acts, it says salvation is sent to the Gentiles, and they will hear it, because Israel, all that would believe and receive the gospel, had already done so, and God set them aside. And that's when you get the books of Romans through Philemon, 13 books. And that is the Apostle Paul speaking to the Gentiles. Now, Gentiles, that might be a word that might be new to you if this is the first time you heard it, but Gentiles just basically means nations. It's everybody else except that nation Israel. So Gentiles means just the nations. And it's in Paul's epistles that we it's written addressed to Jews and Gentiles saved by Paul's gospel and are now part of the body of Christ and that's what God is doing today if you want to be a part of what God's doing today you need to go to those 13 books the remaining books that you have is Hebrews through Revelation okay and uh, those are 13 books those 13 books well you've got James, Peter, John, Hebrews, Jude, and Revelation. These are all people that are speaking to who? Israel. And so Peter, James, and John really are those spokespersons, who, when, and whom, when you're looking at the context. And who are they speaking to? They're speaking to the children of Israel. And that's when God continues His program, His prophetic program, with the nation Israel. So... Why are we spending all this time talking about context where understanding who, when, and whom is speaking to? Because this is something I think that is being missed a lot today across uh, this country and across the world. And when we get to 2 Timothy 2.15, which was written by the Apostle Paul, it's the only place in our Bible where God instructs us how to study His Word. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So God tells us how to study His word, and how? By rightly dividing the word of truth. So when you rightly divide something, you're just separating truth from truth. All of this Bible... Every single word in it is true. It is the word of God. It's true. But... Not all of it is necessarily true to what God is doing today because God is doing things today that He didn't do in times past. You read the Old Testament, what was God doing? He was wiping out the nations before Israel. He was wiping them out. You get to uh, today in Paul's epistles, God isn't dealing with just a nation. He's dealing with individuals. And there's no Jew or Gentile, there's no respective persons, as there was in times past, and as there will be in the age to come. 
But God revealed a body, a mystery of truth, doctrine that was given to the Apostle Paul for our obedience and faith. And when we want to learn how to live and operate and what God's doing today, that's where we got to go. We got to go to the guy that God appointed as the man to the nations, and that's the Apostle Paul. So, when we rightly divide the word of truth, all we're doing is we're separating the truth that God committed to Paul for today from the truth that God did in times past and from the truth that God's going to do in the future. And when you rightly divide the word of truth, you eliminate the points of confusion where God's word seems to contradict itself because what God taught Paul was not what God taught Peter in the twelve. And that in itself is a study that we can dive extremely deep into. And I've found at least 17 points where they deferred and they were not saying the same thing. But just to hit on three of them, uh, everything when you read with Peter and what Christ commanded him, that was all prophetic, meaning that these things had been spoken from the mouth of all the prophets since the world began. So you have prophecy, then you've got mystery mystery are things that god kept secret hid in him before the foundation of the world that he revealed and is now made manifest through the scriptures of the prophets and through paul's epistles and that's where you get the contents of the mystery revealed through the apostle paul the example would be it was a mystery that christ would not only die for his nation but he died for all of the nations, the Gentiles, the heathens, everyone that hated Israel and wanted nothing to do with the Jewish religion. That's a mystery that was kept secret, hidden God before the foundation of the world. There is a difference, point number two, between law and grace. So Jesus Christ, Paul says he was made under the law. When you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Christ humbled himself and lived under the law meaning he kept every single one of those 613 laws given to the nation of Israel. When we get to Paul, we're no longer under the law because Christ fulfilled it on the cross, shedding his blood on the cross for our sins. Everything that we couldn't do, he became. And grace, we're now under grace. Grace and law are completely different programs. When you're under the law, it's a works-based program. If you do this, then you'll get this blessing. Grace is not a work, meaning you can't do anything to earn this, but God is going to give you this amazing gift of grace and all these spiritual blessings in Christ, not by that anything that you've done, but simply by you believing the Word of God and what it says and that you are saved by grace through faith, that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So, you've got, you've got prophecy, you've got mystery, you've got the law and you've got grace and then you've got Israel and you've got Gentiles okay and so Israel is just a nation that God called out from all the other nations of the world the Gentiles to say you are my chosen people for the earth and I'm going to bring salvation to the rest of the world through you all right that was the plan from the Old Testament but Israel was not faithful to what God had called them to do. But anyways, let's stay on point. We read in Matthew 15. Let's go back there. In Matthew 15. Really, I want to talk to you about who are the lost sheep of the house of Israel? What, are, what, what is a heathen? Why did Jesus say that he sent to only the lost sheep of the house of Israel there in Matthew? 
and we'll talk about it, how to truly follow the Lord Jesus Christ today. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 15. And in Matthew 15, notice what he says in verse 24. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So why did Jesus say that? Well, he told that very same thing earlier to his disciples in Matthew chapter 10. Let's go there. Matthew chapter 10. This is when Jesus Christ was sending out his 12 disciples and he had gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. But notice what he told them when he was sending out the 12 in Matthew chapter 10 verse 5. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to who? The lost sheep of the house of Israel. So then when we go five chapters later, and there is a Gentile woman crying out to the Lord Jesus to heal her daughter, which was grievously vexed with the devil, what did Jesus do? The Bible says he answered her not a word. And when the disciples questioned him, what did he say? He said, I'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Why would Jesus say that? Who are the lost sheep of the house of Israel? In order to understand what's happening right here in the scriptures, this is before the cross. This is before Paul. We did not have any revelation of Paul's epistles and what Christ truly did on the cross. So at this point in time, God was only purely dealing with the nation of Israel. And so in order to understand who the lost sheep of the house of Israel is, we need to go back to the Old Testament and see what happened with the nation and what brought them to this point. So let's go to Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel chapter 36. And we're going to be reading verses 12, uh, 16 through 28. So where are we at? We're in the Old Testament. Who's speaking? The prophet Ezekiel. Who's he speaking to? He's speaking to the children of Israel. And it even says so itself right here in the verses that we're going to read. So let's read. In Ezekiel 36, 16, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, they defiled it by their own way and by their doings. Their way was before me as the uncleanness of a removed woman. Wherefore I poured my fury upon them for the blood that they had shed upon the land and for their idols wherewith they had polluted it. And I scattered them among the heathen, and they were dispersed through the countries according to their way and according to their doings. I judged them. So I'm going to pause, all right? We're talking about Israel as a nation, and one of the terms it's called is the house of Israel. And in verse 19, since Israel was not faithful to God, they went whoring after other gods and ignoring the word of the Lord. What did God do? He scattered those 12 tribes of Israel among the heathen. Who are the heathen? The heathen were just the nations, the Gentiles. They, they were, um, the definition of a heathen is one as a pagan, one who lives in the country or woods. Uh, a Gentile is another word for heathen, and it's one who worships idols, and they're unacquainted with the true God, which in the Old Testament is the God of Israel. 
they were strangers to the Jewish religion and they were addicted to their idolatry. They're very superstitious religious people. Uh, they were known to be rude and illiterate, uh, sometimes could be barbarous. But main point, heathen were considered to be all nations except Israel. Okay, so God scattered Israel among the heathen, among all the other nations, and were dispersed through all the countries. So what did Christ say? I'm not sent, but unto who? The lost sheep of the house of Israel. Christ was coming to gather and bring all those Jews out of all those nations to bring them back into that land that God had promised them. But let's keep reading. Verse 20. And when they entered unto the heathen, whether they went, they profaned my holy name, and they said to them, These are the people of the Lord, and are gone forth out of his land. But I had pity for mine holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the heathen, whither they went. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, I do this, I do not this for your sakes, I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for mine holy name's sake, which ye profane among the heathen, whither ye went. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, and which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out from all countries and to bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and ye shall be clean. And from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will take away the stony heart of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my judgments and do them and ye shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and ye shall be my people and I will be your God. So all the words that we just read in the book of Ezekiel is pertaining to who? The house of Israel. And we just read in verse 24 that there's going to come a time when God is going to take Israel, the house of Israel, from among the heathen and gather them out from all the other countries to bring them back into the land. So that's when we read Matthew, 20, Matthew 15 and Matthew 10. When Christ sent out the twelve, go not into the way of the Gentiles in any city of the Samaritans, but go you rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. What's Christ doing? He is fulfilling this prophecy right here in Ezekiel. He is coming to confirm the promises made through the fathers, through the prophets. Israel had been scattered among the heathen, and now it's time for Christ to come and gather them out. But that didn't happen, did it? We'd have to continue reading all of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the rest of the book of Acts to see what transpired. So, let's go back to the question. And in Matthew uh, 15, 24, when Christ said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Why did he say that? Let's go to John chapter 4, verse 22. John chapter 4, verse 22. Notice what Christ says here. So this is at, uh, he's speaking with the woman of Samaria at the well. 
And a, a Samaritan, just so you're aware of, you have to go to the Old Testament. But God told Israel not to mingle with Gentiles. Why? Because they would end up taking their gods and they would go after their gods and their idols. So the Samaritans were the unfaithful uh, Jews that essentially mingled with the Gentiles. Okay, And notice what Christ said in John chapter 4, verse 22. So a Samaritan is essentially a half-breed, is a Gentile and uh, a Jew. So anyways, let's read John chapter 4, verse 22. Ye worship, ye know not what? We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. So why did Jesus say, I'm not sent unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel? Well, right now, where we're at in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, God's just dealing with the nation of Israel. And salvation was only prophesied to come to the nation Israel. Yes, salvation, Gentiles could partake, but they had to go through the nation of Israel in order to do that. And they would have to do works of righteousness and bless Israel and become circumcised. But where we're at, we keep in mind, Paul's epistles had not been written yet. The revelation of the mystery had not been revealed yet. God was just dealing with the nation Israel here in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It had not been revealed through the Apostle Paul yet that Christ would die for the ungodly. And we learn that through the Apostle Paul and his Gospel, the Gospel of Christ, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. And you just simply believing that. You coming to the realization that you are not a good person, there is none righteous, no, not one, there is none that seek after God, you simply coming to the point and realizing that there is nothing good that you can do before God's eyes because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, the wages of sin is death, and Christ took your death on the cross, shed his own blood because of his great love for you. Because God would rather die and be with you forever than to have never died for you and be completely eternally separated from you. That's how much God loves you, that he's gave, delivered up his own son so that you could have eternal life. And you just believing that, trusting it, that's what saves you. And that's what makes it a gift. When someone offers you a gift, you receive it with thanksgiving. It's a very simple message. Now, when Jesus came to earth the first time, he came purely to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. And we see this through Paul's epistles. Let's go to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15, verse 8. Paul writes, Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision. The circumcision was Israel. That was part of the deal. You get circumcised, and that's what identified you as a Jew. When you go back to the, the World War with Hitler, how did Hitler identify the Jews? They identified them through circumcision of the flesh. Okay, we're talking about, I don't need to go into details. You know what I'm talking about, all right? Now, verse, Romans 15, verse 8. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. So what's he talking about? He's talking about the promise made to Abraham. I'm going to make of you a great nation and give you a land forever here on the earth. He promised, king, uh, he promised David a kingship that... Through his seed, he would rise up a king that would sit on the throne and reign forever. 
And so Israel was looking for a king when Christ came. That's what, and they're still waiting for that king, those that are part of the Jewish religion today. And so Christ came as a minister of the circumcision. He was not coming to speak to the Gentiles. He was speaking purely and specifically to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. All right, uh, let's see what also he has to say. Jesus was speaking to his own people in John chapter 1, uh, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Let's go to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 11. It says, He came unto his own. So who is his own? Christ was born of the flesh, a Jew. He was, he was the, the son of Mary. He, became, he was born a Jew. He, was, he, was, he came unto his own, the Israelites, but the Israelites received him not. Okay? So Christ came as a Jewish man living in a Jewish land, preaching to a Jewish people. And it wasn't until Paul that salvation was sent and God started speaking to the rest of the nations, the Gentiles. Uh, now, when we get to the end of the book of Acts, that's what brings us to where we are at today. So let's go to the, chapter, the book of Acts, chapter 28. Let's read uh, verse Acts 28. We'll start in... So in the context... Uh, this is the very end, last chapter of the book of Acts, and uh, Paul is reasoning out of the scriptures with the chief elders of uh, the Jews, and notice what he says in verse 25, after some believed and some did not. In verse 25, it says, And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed. After that, Paul had spoken one word, Well spake the Holy Ghost by Isaiah the prophet unto our fathers, saying, Go unto this people, and say, Hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and not perceive. For the heart of this people is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and should be converted, and I should heal them. So Paul quotes Isaiah 6, uh, 9 through 10. In verse 28, it says, Be it known therefore unto you, Israel, that the salvation of God is sent to the Gentiles and that they will hear it. That's where we are at today. God is not dealing with just Israel. He's dealing with the nations. He's dealing with everybody. And those who would trust in the gospel of Christ are now baptized into the body of Christ. And we are not the children of Israel. We are members of the body of Christ, of his flesh and of his bones, is what the Bible says. Okay? So in order to truly follow the Lord Jesus Christ and to understand the words that are spoken to us for our faith and obedience, we need to go to the books that God ordained for us in the books of Romans through Philemon. So I just want you to see something. Look at Acts chapter 10, verse 36. Acts chapter 10, verse 36. This is Peter speaking. And notice what Peter is telling uh, Cornelius. All right, and In Acts 10, verse 36, it says, The word which God sent unto who? The children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of all. That word, I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. 
So what I want to point out is that there was a word, it's the, all the Bible is the word of truth, the word that God sent to who? Unto the children of Israel. is not the same word that God sent to who? The Gentiles. All right? And I want you to see this. Let's go through a couple verses and we'll wrap this up. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. And we'll be reading the first six verses. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by the prophets and the holy scriptures, concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for the obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom ye also the call of Jesus Christ. This is the first time in your Bible, reading all the way up from Genesis, finally getting to the book of Romans. First time we see, starting with the Apostle Paul, that these letters were written for what? The faith among all nations. We're not talking just Israel. We're talking everybody else. All nations, all right? Uh, let's go to the very end of the book, Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16, verse 25 and 26. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel, this is Paul speaking, and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. So he's, his gospel was kept secret. This is before all the things untranspired with the nation of Israel. Verse 26. But now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations. This is everybody for the obedience of faith to God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. So again, we're seeing God is now writing and dressing the word of truth to all nations. And you're only seeing that in Paul's epistles, those 13 books. Uh, go back to Romans chapter 15, verse 16. We read earlier, Christ was made a minister of the circumcision. That was Romans 15, 8. You jump eight verses and look what it says in Romans 15, verse 16. That I, Paul, should be a minister of Jesus Christ to who? The Gentiles ministering up the gospel of God that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable uh, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. So this was Paul's commandment of God, not Peter and the Twelve. Why? We read it earlier, because Peter was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Peter and the Twelve. Paul was sent to the Gentiles, to the nations. So let's got, look at one more verse, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 11. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 11. It says, Paul writes, Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of who? Of the Gentiles, not of the house of Israel. It says of the Gentiles. And if you don't have a King James Bible, they remove those last three words, of the Gentiles. Is that important? Absolutely. The gospel of Christ is a very simple message. And all you are required of God today is simply believe it. You don't need to do X, Y, or Z. You don't need to confess your sins. You don't need to repent of your sins. You don't need to be water baptized. You don't need to do all these commandments that the Lord Jesus Christ gave to 
Peter and the Twelve. Why? Because those words weren't written to you. The words that were written to you are found in Paul's epistles, Romans through Philemon, 13 books. Every single one of them starts with his name. And when you read it, it says, By grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. So all you have to do is simply believe that Christ died for your sins, was buried and rose again the third day for your justification, as the Bible says, and through the word of truth through the Apostle Paul. And that's what God is asking for today. So if you have any questions, feel free to personal message me. Happy to field them. Uh, grace and peace through our God, our Savior, and our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. To God only wise be the glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Thank you so much.